0: This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey there, friend. Rachel Thomas here. I'm so glad you joined us for today's episode of Mercy Talk and happy almost new year, right? Can you believe we are literally staring 2021 in the face already? It's crazy. It's hard to believe that it's it's basically here. So today we wanted to intentionally do something a bit different to close out the year. And Brooke, Melanie, and myself wanted to take just a few minutes to honestly share what the Lord has been encouraging us with as we head into 2021 and then just take a moment to speak blessing over you for what lies ahead in the new year. And I don't know about you, but 2020, uh, it was so different than what I thought it would be. You know, even at this time last year, in fact, I look at myself in pictures, like from January and February, and I think, oh baby girl, you have no idea what is coming and bless like. None of us did, right? (laughs) None of us did. And almost nine months later from the middle of March until now, there's just been um, a very specific theme in my heart that I feel like the Lord has been teaching me continually and patiently teaching me. Uh, And that is this, that He can do more with my little, with my very little than I can with the extra or even the surplus that I thought I had. So what does that mean? Like, I know this can sound maybe even like an orphan mentality and believe me, that's not where I'm trying to go with this at all, but I've got to be honest that I would be lying to you if I said I am rocking life right now, (laughs) right? Anybody else relate? Uh, Any margin that I thought I had just feels like it's continually slowing continuing to slowly slip away so as I just figure out what work looks like with homeschooling and virtual school all at the same time uh, I kind of came to this place especially towards um, you know the end of this year I remember sitting on a call with my counselor this year because um, yes I did counseling and it was one of the best things I have ever done Uh, and I remember telling her that I just felt like I had nothing left to give that even the little I was clinging to was just slipping from my fingers. And I'm sure so many of you, like I said, can relate to that. And in that moment, I just told her, I said, there are days that I don't know how I'm going to do this anymore. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I don't even know what I'm saying by saying that. I I just know that I feel so overwhelmed. And in that moment, I just tangibly felt the Lord come around me and, and speak almost these exact words that I kind of mentioned above, but just this that your little is more than enough for me. Like, I can do more with your little than you can do with all the extra time and resources and whatever extra else you thought you had, baby girl. Like, I have got it. Your little is not too little for me. And I know I'm saying this and. So many of our stories are different, right? Like there's many who have lost loved ones. There are many who have not seen loved ones in a while. And while each of our stories may look different, each of the roads that we have walked this year may look different. One thing that I have really come to find a lot of comfort and peace in is that Jesus holds space for every need, for every hurt, for each of our stories. We don't have to compete. We don't have to compare we can hold empathy and grace for one another and know that we're fully loved and seen and heard by the father. And so I guess at the end of the day, what I'm saying here is I, I I feel like I will spend the rest of my life continually learning and even relearning and being amazed at just how much I need Jesus and how needing Jesus is actually one of the greatest gifts that like my dependency and the struggle actually causes me to turn to him to meet my needs and not myself. And I'm going to share this quick story with you from John six. I'm sure you can kind of predict where this is going, but I love the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And, you know, he preaches to the huge crowd and then he turns to Philip and he asks him, Hey, where can we get enough bread for all these people? Of course, he knew like what he was going to do. He was just testing Philip. He already knew the answer, but I can relate so much to Philip's answer because he's like, uh, Lord, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money. Like we would not have enough money <laughs> to feed these people. And you know, the feeling, right? Like the the translation, I feel like it could be for 2020 is even if I pull an all nighter and get two extra jobs and start weeks before everything is due, like, I still don't know if I can do this, if I can show up and have what I need to have <laughs> to pull off life. And the amazing thing here is that Jesus is the great multiplier. So even if that sweet boy who gave his lunch only had one fish and one loaf of bread, I mean, forget that. Maybe he had nothing. I mean, you know, like it didn't even matter if there were no fish and no bread, like that would not have been a problem for God because he's the source. He's the strength in our weakness. He's the one who can do what we cannot on our own. And that's not orphan mentality. That's just simply knowing who your God is. So I don't know what life looks like for you right now or if you feel overwhelmed by the new normal or I guess even if you feel helpless to do anything about the situation you're in. But I just want you to know that God is not limited by your supply or resources or even strength on your best day or my best day. He's able to work in supernatural ways that remind us how incredibly good and powerful and mighty He is. And our little is no match for the one who owns everything. So today, I just want to pray for you as we go into this new year, that you will feel so strengthened by him, that you will feel so surrounded and supported. And just know that you don't have to muster up whatever it is you feel like you have to muster up for the coming year. I know a lot of us have been looking forward to 2021, like hello, self-included, but other than the numbers changing or the digits changing, changing on the calendar, I don't know how much is really going to change in January. Only God knows that. And so I just, I want to come before the father right now and just ask him, just ask him to give you what you need, the strength that you feel like you can't, you can't muster up on your own to give you the vision and the wisdom maybe even the strategy for how to proceed forward. So Lord, I just pray for all of that right now for anyone who is listening to this podcast, for anyone who feels just overcome by weariness, Lord, that even in this moment you would breathe into their very lungs and they would feel peace, that they would sense your, your direction, that they would sense uh, your vision for what lies ahead. And I know that only, you know, everything that is to come, but father, thank you that we can trust you. We can take you by the hand and that you've told us that you'll lead us. We don't have to beg or wonder or hope that you'll be there. You've told us that you will lead us. And so I just pray, God, that you would, you would give us the, the courage and the strength to take that, that step of faith and say, Lord, whatever comes, I'm going to lean into you and remember your heart for me, that it's good and that I don't have to have everything figured out or put together on my own that you do. You're the one who multiplies. You're the God of more than enough. And I pray, God, that our listeners will just sense that very reality today. God, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Well, hey, Mercy Talk listeners. It's Melanie Wise here. And let me be... Um the first, maybe not the first. I don't know how many people may have wished you a happy New Year's Eve. And I don't know if you're even listening to this on New Year's Eve. I don't really know how many people listen to podcasts on New Year's Eve, but if you are, happy New Year's Eve. Uh, And I'm really excited just to have the opportunity to share with you all a little bit about um, just what the Lord has been teaching me about what it looks like to trust Him with this, uh, this coming year. And, um, you know, I know that we have officially kind of uh, closed Christmas, closed up Christmas, or maybe you have it. Maybe you're somebody who keeps the tree up for a while and just still tried, still tries to like relish in the season. But uh, most people have kind of wrapped that up. Um, but you know, I um, I really do love Christmas so much. I love Christmas music so much, y'all. And I mean, I'm not gonna pretend like I can't rock out to some Mariah Carey you know, all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, I'm pretty sure my favorite might be Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me uh, when it comes to um, non-Jesus-focused Christmas music, (laughs) but I will say that my hands-down favorite um, Christmas song, a Christmas hymn carol um, is O Holy Night, and I know that's a favorite of many, but it's just, it's just one of my all-time favorites, and it's uh, interesting because actually my church um, for the last few weeks named our sermon series, The Weary World Rejoices, which is uh, straight from Oh Holy Night. And, you know, it's just so interesting whenever they announced that our series for <laughs> the end of this year was going to be titled The Weary World Rejoices, because I thought, what better way to describe the world Um, you know, at the end of 2020 than to say we're weary. Um, And to be completely honest with you, I don't know how many people would say that they're rejoicing in the midst of their weariness. Um, And so it made me really ask the question, I mean, even from that song, like what makes the weary world rejoice? And it's the line right before that that says a thrill of hope. So I just kind of want to share for a minute here just about what the Lord has been teaching me about hope lately and just how it also relates so much uh, to trusting Him, especially trusting Him with the future. So, um at the time of me recording this uh my dad is in the um ICU on a ventilator and has been for a few weeks now uh at the very or uh, well, actually at the very beginning of November he um tested positive for covid and um to say that it has been a grueling and exhausting journey uh, would be definitely an understatement. Um, I didn't have any idea how hard this could be, um, but you know it's been it's been really hard. I remember the first day that he went into the ICU and they told us that they were going to have to put him on the ventilator. It was just a day where he just he had already been sick for about a week, but he just went downhill really, really fast that specific day. And I remember um, telling a good friend of mine that day that I just felt like my hope was under attack, that I, you know, as soon as I found out he was going into the ICU and going on a ventilator, it was like I lost hope that he was going to get better or that he could be, that he could make it, that he could live. I just, it was like I had no hope. It was almost like I just resigned myself immediately to he's not going to make it. And so I told my friend, you know, that I really felt like my hope was under attack. And as any good friend would do, uh, he reminded me where, you know, my hope ultimately, my hope couldn't ultimately lie in my dad's healing, but really that my hope ultimately lied in the goodness and faithfulness and love of God, whether or not the circumstances turned out the way I wanted them to. And to be honest with you guys... When he said that, I just wanted to tell him to shut his dirty mouth because <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. That wasn't what I wanted to hear. No, my hope was in my dad getting better. But I think through this whole journey, I've always known that there was a chance that he might not, that he might not get better. And if my hope was solely in my circumstances changing or turning out the way that I wanted them to, then my hope was on really shaky ground. Um, and one of my favorite scriptures is from Hebrews 619, and it talks about the hope that we have that's an anchor for our souls. I love that scripture and you know, the hope that everything is going to turn out the way that I want it to turn out is not really a hope that is strong and unbreakable. That's that's not really a hope that's an anchor for my soul, right? Because the reality is that everything may not always turn out exactly the way that that I want it to. Um, I once heard um, Pastor John Piper talk about hope, and I've just been reminded of it in this season. He talks about how when people use the word hope, it's so often tied to something that's uncertain, right? So people will say, like, I hope this pandemic ends soon. Well, that implies that I don't have the certainty that it's going to end soon. I just want it to, right? Like, I hope that the Dallas Cowboys win their next football game, I sure don't have the certainty, bless them. I don't know if there's any other Cowboys fans out there, but I definitely do not have the certainty that they're gonna win their next game, but I want them to, right? Like even I hope that my dad is healed. I don't have the absolute certainty certainty that my dad will be healed, but I hope that he does, right? And so John Piper talks about how biblical hope is tied to certainty. It's not a desire for something specific to happen. It is a confident expectation for good that is ultimately anchored in the character of God. So if I want to live today with biblical hope, it has to be in something that is sure and something that is certain. And I feel like that's why scripture is like, it's so clear about where our hope should lie, right? There's all these scriptures about like those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, right? It talks about, having endurance that is inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. There's the scripture from Colossians. It talks about the hope of glory, which is Christ in you, right? In Psalms, it talks all about how in his word, I put my hope in his unfailing hope is where my hope is, right? Or that in his unfailing love, sorry, is where my hope is, right? And so scripture talks all about how Hope is, is, biblical hope is about being in the Lord, in Christ, in His love, in His word, all things that are firm and secure. Like Jesus, his character, his love, his word, those are all things that are firm and secure. So here is my prayer for you, friends. My prayer is that you will hope for things related to your circumstances, that you will have hope for healing, hope for blessing, hope for your team to win, hope for your kids to go back to school, right? Hope to be back in the pews at your church. Y'all, it's okay for you to hope for those kinds of things. But my prayer for you is that you might be able to live in the kind of hope that's an actual anchor for your soul. And I don't know about you, but I need an anchor for my soul going into this new year. Um, My prayer is that your hope won't ultimately be rooted in your circumstances changing or turning out the way that you want them to, but that your hope will be rooted in something certain and sure, which is the goodness and the faithfulness and the love of a perfect father. My prayer is that your hope will be rooted in the confidence that all things will one day be made right, that your hope will be rooted in the assurance that God will always be working for your good, that he is near, that he is and always will provide everything you need. I pray that you will experience this hope that is unbreakable and that truly will be an anchor for your soul.
0: Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs, or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com.
2: Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Brooke Keels, and I'm the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy at Mercy Multiplied. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast, you can imagine that me recording myself without talking to another human uh, may be one of the strangest things I think I've done. Um, So this is going to come from the heart and uh, without anyone interrupting me. So um, hopefully that ends up being a good thing. That's not always the case. Um, you know, but we were asked to share some things uh, that the Lord's been doing in our lives over this year. And, uh, I'll just tell you, I was a little hesitant because it's, it's been a really hard year, not just from what's happening in the world, you know, COVID fires, killer hornets, all of those things. Um, but really just more of just a really hard place in my faith, um, I joked around with somebody the other day that I was like, you know, there was a point that I was really just like, you know, I, I don't know. I felt like I didn't even know if I had faith. Um, and and I know that sounds really dramatic, but it, and it wasn't that I didn't, but it just felt that hopeless. I literally couldn't see a way out of some things. And, you know, I think if you've been walking with the Lord a long time, Uh, sometimes you think you've gotten past that point. Like, you know, I've just, you know, (laughs) I'm just really impressed with my faith apparently. Uh, And then I realized that, you know, when it, when things keep happening and you keep getting hit by the waves and eventually you just kind of give up. And that's really where I had gone in, in some areas of my life and some things that, um, my husband and I and family have been just dealing with. And, um, it really was. It felt like each wave hit, uh, and I would stand strong, and then another one would come, and I would stand strong, and another one would come, and I would stand strong, and then about, you know, the 475th wave, I uh, was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I give up, and I don't understand why the waves keep coming, um, and what the enemy, you know, really kind of I allowed him to convince me of was that I just didn't know. What to do anymore, Um, and this was a this was a long process. And part of why I'm sharing this is not because it's really you know fun for me to share things like this, but I have a friend. uh, We were talking the other day, um, and he was just sharing. He's he is in just going through some really just gut wrenching things. Just you know levels of a broken heart that few of us could probably imagine. And he said, you know. I am just really having a hard time finding resources and finding people who can share with me what it's like while you're in the middle of it, right? There's all of these books and podcasts and all these things that talk about afterwards. Um, He was like, but I'm in the middle of it and I need encouragement in the middle of it. And so I'm coming to you from that place. Um, for those of us that are kind of in the middle of it, um, and I, a couple of things have shifted. You know, we've got a long way to go. Um, there's a lot of things that the Lord is going to have to work out. But I do want to share a place of encouragement if you are in the middle of it. Um you know that verse, and I'm not gonna quote it or tell you which one it is because you can Google it. Um, but the one that's like, you know, a bruised reed, I will not break. You um, know, whatever flickering flame is it, something like that. You know, I will not snuff out. Uh, and I remember at one point a few months ago with the Lord being like, "Yeah." Nope, I'm broken. So uh, if if you're not breaking me, then what is happening? Um, and I feel snuffed out. <laughs> so you know what is going on with that? And what really kind of shifted with me, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me talk about this, uh, was continuing to pursue God's character. Um, and it was you know a long time. I don't want to act like this just happened overnight. But what I realized is. If he is saying that, if he is saying a bruised reed I will not break, and I'm still here, I may feel broken, but he's saying he's not, it's it's not going to be broken. I'm not going to be broken, then I have to believe, then then I am not broken, even if I feel like I am. I have to believe that that is what God said, right? I feel broken, but he said, I'm not. And he said, he's not going to break me. And he said, he's got my back. And so then I'm gonna have to believe that I am not broken. And I'm gonna have to believe that what he said is true. Um, And what happened kind of in that, in that pursuit was just a realization of gratefulness, Um, being grateful for very small things. Being grateful um, just in a moment of, of pure hopelessness, finding things to be grateful for, and it was not manufactured, and it was hard, but what shifted was um, honestly <laughs> everything. Um, it's not that everything got better, but being able to see the Lord moving in places that I'd never seen Him seen him move before um being able to just have a different perspective and frankly just not feel crushed all of the time and uh you know my husband and I were talking and I said you know what I realized is We're going to get through these things that have happened in our lives. And a lot of it has been completely out of our control, right? Because y'all know if it was in my control, I would have fixed it already. (laughs) Um, So it was completely out of our control. And, but I said, you know, but it's going to end. And what I don't want to do is look back and be disappointed with how I handled it or see all the ways God was trying to move and bless and I just couldn't do it because I felt crushed. And so there was just a shift in that. And so we started every day. Honestly, we pray three times a day, three times a day, not just by ourselves together. Um, I found other people that will pray with me daily and it was just a shift in heart and seeing things in a way that my heart could find joy. Um, And so, like I said, we're not out of it yet, (laughs) but that is something that has been really, really helpful. And I just wanted to share that piece with you. Um, There's also, you know, a verse that was given to me kind of at the beginning of this process. And this has been a years long thing, but a beginning of this process this year. um, And it is Galatians 9. I'm going to read that to you. Um, And it says, let us not become weary excuse me, Galatians 6, 9. How about we try that? The actual verse, right? Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And, you know, for me, that meant just, you know, convincing myself um, that I could keep fighting and I could keep standing up and I could just keep controlling. Uh, and what I realized in that was not becoming weary didn't mean that i needed to be stronger and better than everyone around me and hold everything together um, not becoming weary meant leaning on the only one who can help me not be weary and, and learning how to do that. And again, like talking to him about some very honest things, you say, this is good, but I don't, I don't see it. I need you to help me see, you know, what is good. Um, and the Lord was very clear to me. Um, he, you know, was like, I know that you can see, I'm really good at strategy. Okay. Like I'm good at those things. You can see, I can see, you know, I mean, I joke about this all the time. I, you want a five-year plan for your life. Like, I got you. Um, but he was not showing me anything about, my personal life, um, in my, in, in our family's life, he was not showing me what was next and I couldn't see it. And I felt blind and, uh, blindfolded and that my hands were tied. Um, and it required me to pursue him in a way that was, oh, I literally can't do this. There's nothing I can do. Um, and so, you know, shifting into, the mindset of, okay, I'm not going to grow weary, but not because I'm, you know, stronger, faster, better, not because I can outlast anybody, but because I'm going to lean into him and allow him to carry my burdens. Um, And so, you know, I just want to leave that with you, that my prayer uh, for you is that if you were in that place or you ever find yourself in that place, that that verse will just be in your heart. Um, to not grow weary in these seasons. They do end, and they don't always end the way that we want them to. It doesn't always have this, you know, beautiful bow at the end of it, Um, and there will be a lot of things on the other side of what we are walking through that we may never understand on this side of heaven, and I've just resolved to be okay with that because I know that God is good. I know that, Um, and one other small thing. um, There is a pastor that We listened to and um, what he shared was no matter what you're going through, prayer is the answer, which sounds like, you know, from a preacher's kid, maybe the cheesiest thing you could ever say, but it really hit me in a deep place because what I realize is that's right. Like we think that praying for things, asking for the things, you know, storming the thrones of heaven, um, you know, warring for people, like all that, that, that prayer is something, you know, we're asking for answers in prayer, but the reality is praying is the answer. The pursuit of, of seeking the Lord is the answer to whatever in the heck is going on. Right? We are not just praying, expecting an answer. Yes, do that. Of course we expect to answer, but the actual act of praying is going to be the answer to what's going on. Um, and so sometimes I feel like we can feel so disconnected from prayer. Um, but the reality is that that continue doing that and know that when you pray, that that is the answer for whatever is happening in your life. Um, so I just leave you with that. Of course, mine my portion of this will probably be three times longer than Melanie and Rachel's. So y'all just have a good laugh about that. Um, but I pray that each of you are comforted that you find peace in this and just know that God is good and he is going to continuously show up for us in all of the ways that we cannot even think or imagine. And I hope you have a blessed, blessed 2021.
0: We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a non-profit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.